Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. to me. Good morning. Happy New Year. In fact, may we say Happy New Decade. Here we are. Last 10 years have been good, hey? But I do believe the best is yet to come for us as a church. So happy, happy New Decade. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus quoted from Isaiah chapter 61, these words, which are recorded for us in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 4. I want to read them to us at the beginning of this year, beginning of this service, beginning of our anointing service. God be with us. This is Luke 4, 18. The Spirit, this is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me too. Let me just pause there. The anointing, which we'll talk about in a moment, is always to something. It's for something. It's two, preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, returned it to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began by saying, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. We've just celebrated the incarnation, Christmas. The incarnation comes from two Latin words, in, which means in, and carnis, which means flesh. So the incarnation is about God in flesh. And it's our belief that Jesus, who was and is the non-created second person of the triune God, the second member of the Trinity. It's our belief and conviction that he took on a human body and everything that is human and became both man and God. We believe that, don't we? Hello? We better have, otherwise we haven't got a gospel. Which means when Jesus walked this earth, He operated as a man anointed. Now the word anointed in its most basic form means to be smeared upon. So they used to smear a shield with oil. It was anointed. So if the arrows were to come, they would slide off. They couldn't stick or stay. It was anointed. Of course it became more than just a smearing of oil. It came to mean the enabling, the gifting of the Holy Spirit that empowered a specific way of blessing. One of the scriptures I put in the outline notes is where Samuel comes and anoints 
David who would be the new king. And those of you who've been around here before at this time of year, I bring out my horn once a year. I bought it in a fair in Lincolnshire. I saw it, I said to my wife, I want that horn, and we bought it. And this is probably similar, it's quite sticky actually now, to the horn that Samuel might have filled with oil. And so here's my happy shopper, olive oil. And it would have been filled to the overflowing and he would have anointed David and probably whispered in his ear, you are the chosen one. And the horn represented authority and the oil represented the anointing that there was a special power coming on him to be king. And some of you know, I don't just bring this out once a year here. I have this above my desk on a shelf on the left-hand side with this jar of oil to remind me, particularly I have it second shelf up, because when I get stuck, and I get stuck a lot, I lean back on my chair, I look left, and I remind myself, it's not about me. It's not about my power or my enabling. It's about his anointing, his equipping. And it's really important that we know when Christ walked this earth, he walked as a man, both body and soul, and his, he didn't get lost or he didn't get gobbled up by his divinity so that his divinity kind of ruled over that. No, he chose to humble himself and take the form of a human being. And he needed the Holy Spirit to be and do all he did on this earth. Did you hear me? Christ's humanity needed the Holy Spirit in order to have communion with God. Christ's inseparable companion during his earthly ministry as a true man was the Holy Spirit. If you trace through all the major events in Christ's life, you find the Holy Spirit is always there. So even at his birth, we've just been reading it. The account in Matthew and the account in Luke tells us that the babe that was in the womb of Mary was by the Holy Spirit didn't we? We read those verses. When the angel came to Joseph, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon Mary. He wanted to know that the baby was from the Holy Spirit. At the beginning of his ministry, Christ reads these words, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He'd just come out of the desert being tempted by the devil. And if you read that passage, Luke 4, you find the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit led him out of the wilderness. Then it says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And throughout the New Testament, we find verses like this. He whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives, speaking of Jesus, the Spirit without measure. That's John 3, 34. Christ performed miracles in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that. Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth a very human term, with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Indeed, even at his resurrection, we believe this, the Holy Spirit was active, raising him from the dead. Romans 8 verse 11, if the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who raised Jesus from the dead? The Spirit. If the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. My point is this. If Christ 
needed the anointing, and Christ, we know, means the anointed one, smeared with oil without measure. If Christ needed the Holy Spirit and his anointing to do all he did, then so do we. So do we. And we can't do anything that lasts without that anointing. And this is what we want to do today. And it will be miraculous if we can do it in time. We want to pray for everyone who wants prayer for anointing going into 2020. And going ahead, anyone who wants it. Now, let me be clear. The oil isn't magic. That's why I mentioned it was from the happy shopper. It doesn't have to be from even from Jerusalem, though if it is all well and good, it's just ordinary oil. Because it's not the oil that gives you the anointing, it's the Holy Spirit. And this is just a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And by being symbolic, the active ingredients, still not magic, the active ingredients that helps you to receive something special, a blessing from God, is faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you believe you receive, then there's a lot more chance of you believing of receiving what you're asking for. See, we believe here as a church, this scripture, let me read it to you, Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We believe that, don't we? Now, let's just be clear. That does not mean you or I can do all things. For example, I could never be a midfield player for Liverpool FC who are club world champions, current European champions, 13 points ahead of the second place team with a game in hand. There is no chance of me joining the team anytime soon. I can't do all things. I can only do the all things that Christ gives me strength for. And it's an important difference because we can get stuck on that. I can do anything. I can be a ballerina if I want. No, I can't. I can only do the things that Christ gives me strength for. But Christ wants to give me strength. I need strength. We need strength to lead this church into the next decade. I can't do it in the natural. I am lost without the Holy Spirit with anointing. But I believe because this is what one of the things God has called me to, that I can have an anointing for it. Christ will strengthen us. When I'm weak, then I can be strong. I need strength to be a husband and a father and of late, a grandfather. And you know, and I want you to know this, you do know this, don't you? God is not separated from those things. Our purpose in life, it was not to raise children. Can I just say this? Our purpose in life was to raise disciples. That's what we, we need an anointing for that. With our children and our grandchildren, with those that aren't our children. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. We believe that whatever sphere, and you are in multiple spheres, all of us are, whatever sphere you are involved in, you can have an anointing from God to be the best you you can be in that sphere. You can be the best businessman. You can be the best NHS employee. You can be the best charity worker. You can be the best father and mother by the anointing of the Spirit. And, the, and God is interested in our marriages. 
God is interested in our relationships. God is interested in our workplace. We believe we're meant to go into the whole world. There is no sphere that we cannot go in. But we need an anointing in that sphere. You need an anointing to be an accountant. I know there's lots of study that goes with it, but who gave you the very ability even to do that? And we got, God is not phased and say, well, I don't understand that arena. I'll never understand software. It's something God never says. Hello? <laughs> He's with you wherever you go. So it's not just me and Ange and the leaders who need anointing. We all need anointing. And our prayer for you this year and into the next decade is that you will prosper. Anna, that you will prosper. Lou, that you will prosper. Simon, that you will prosper. I'm not going to run around all your names. I don't know you all anyway. Luke, that you will prosper. Phil, that you will prosper. Our prayer that you will prosper in body, soul, and spirit. But to do that, you need help. But he's an ever-present help in time of need. He's a strong tower into which we can run and find safety. He's our source of supply and strength. He's a good, good father who wants to give you good things. That's our God. In the Old Testament, there's a, a passage where there's a man who's called of God, called Zerubbabel. And he's charged with rebuilding the temple. And it's a big task to rebuild this temple. And this is what the promise is to him. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord to C3. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And the Zerubbabel looks at the mountain of the rebuilding program, which is more than a building program because it's about restoring the spiritual life to the nation of Israel. So it's not just a building program, but building and the restoring the spiritual life went together in some way. And he looked at this mountain and he said to the mountain, what are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will get, become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of, God bless you. God bless it. Or the version I prefer says, grace to it. Grace to it. So that everything we do, we're aware of, it's because of the grace of God. People ask us, how on earth did you get your kids to grow and love the church and the house of God and stay in faith? I haven't got a clue. Ask my wife, because she knows. But I do know this. Grace to it. Grace to it. Grace to it. It's the grace of God. I have got some clue, but I don't want to take glory from, you know. But I, I, <laughs> Grace to it. It's the grace of God. We need the anointing. You may be facing some mountains in 2020. We want to pour some of this oil on you. We're only going to do a little bit on your forehead. If you want more, you can have more. We're going to put a little bit on your forehead. It doesn't have to be the sign of a cross. If you want to do that, that's Okay. There's no magic in the sign of the cross either. It's only the person who died there that makes it of any power. Hello? It's the person who died there. It's not just a cross, it's the cross of Jesus Christ. So if you want to put a cross on, that's fine. It can be oil just in some way. And we're going to pray for everyone. But if you've got a mountain, and it might be a mountain of health, it might be a mountain in a relationship, it might be a mountain in your job situation, it might be a mountain in your family, call whatever your mountain is, and we're going to pray with you. We're not going to make these prayers long. We're going to anoint you with oil. And we're going to say, in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, be healed, be whole, be set free, 
be empowered in Jesus' name. That's why we do this. We're probably going to do it every year because we believe in the importance of it. This is the way we're going to do it. We, as we go into a new decade, 2020 here, we have restructured our leadership team because we believe God has given us a word for this year and beyond. It's the word multiply. We believe we're meant to multiply. So this year we're multiplying our prayer opportunities. This year we're multiplying our congregations. We're going to be starting Barry St. Edmunds on Sundays next weekend. We're going to multiply our fasting opportunities. And we've multiplied our leadership team. And so we're going to ask you to pray. And Angie and I are going to anoint each of them with oil and pray for them. Then once we've anointed them with oil, we're going to ask all those that are going to be part of the Bury St. Edmunds location to come up here. I want you to stand on this stage because there's going to be a lot of gaps next week because some of the people we love and know will not be here. But they'll still be part of one church because it's one church, two locations. We are still their senior pastors. John is the location pastor with Hannah there. And we want to pray them for everyone going to Bury. And I've asked um, Jeff down here who heads up our prophetic team, if at that point he'd just come up and I've asked him to wait on God and to bring something prophetically. It doesn't have to be spontaneous to be prophetic. He's been waiting on God to give it some measure and we believe he carries anointing in this. And so we've got Jeff Holland down here just to come up and share something prophetically across the lead team. And then the lead team, uh, and then Barry St. Edmunds, sorry, I jumped there. And then pray for Barry St. Edmunds. And then after we pray for Barry St. Edmunds, we're going to pray for all leaders in the house, anoint you with oil. And then they are set free to go to the highways and the byways of this room and pray for anyone who wants prayer. All you need to do is either come out to the front or raise a hand where you are. If you prefer to stay where you are, but you want prayer and you see, they'll come to you. We'll have some at the front here. This could be holy pandemonium, but that's all right, isn't it? If, the, if you're a guest, and this is a bit weird, sorry, we are a bit weird. It's just the way we are, we're just a bit weird. Christians are, aren't they? They tend to be weird, you're weird, I'm weird, but we're weird together, so it keeps us at least warm and comfortable. So if you feel it's strange, don't worry about it. Just observe. Don't have to come out, don't have to raise your hands. Just watch as God does his stuff. And you want to just come and say something before we then invite the lead team up and I then asked Rob Allen first if he would pray for Angie and I as senior pastors together we need an anointing and we want Rob pray for us first then we'll pray for the lead team but let me give this microphone to my wife I was reading a few weeks ago I've been trying to read through um, the book of Luke before Christmas and I came to Luke chapter 5 and read these verses and I thought this is so appropriate for what is happening right now in the church And it says, no one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and will be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new for he says the old is better there's so much in that but I really sense that we're in a new season and that there's a 
a new season that God's got for us as a church, and it's new wine that's coming our way. And because of the new wine, then what God has got for us, we need new wineskins. And that looks somewhat like the past, but it's totally new because we want it to actually be able to expand and to grow and to mature and to produce something which is really of value and of worth to God. And so therefore it needs a new structure. And this new team feels that new like that new wineskin. It's a new structure that's going to help us to grow and help us to release what God's doing here in this place in order to carry it and to hold it. And I thought it was really interesting. It says that no one desires the new. They say the old is better. There's something in us that will harp to the bat of the way it used to be and think, oh, it used to be like this and it was easier or it was better in some way. And in some ways, we have to all check ourselves and say, let's not feel about, oh, it used to be nice when it was like that or it was easier or let's just sense today it's a new beginning and we're stuck into the future of what God's got for us. It will be different. It is a change. It is different, but let's hold on to that. That let's not pull to the back, pull backwards, and feel like we've got to go backwards. But actually, let's look forward to the new what God's got for us, because God knows what He's doing, and Jesus is in His Word saying we need something new for what God's got new for us in the future. I'm going to read out then who are in the lead team. I'm going to say what their title is. I'm not going to explain what they do. If you think, well, what on earth does that person do in, in that? Speak to them afterwards. And if they don't know, we're in trouble. <laughs> so we have, and I've asked as well, that the, the person that will bring their, their spouse with them. I've asked uh, Josh and Katie Campbell. Josh Campbell is our creative pastor here. John and Hannah Wilson. John is location and multi-site pastor. So responsible as well for church online and that and any new multi-sites we go forward. Jamie and Danny Brambrick. Jamie is the central location pastor. And then Rob and Pauline Allen. Rob is our business pastor. As I say, go and speak to them. If you've got any questions what they do, he's our business pastor there. And then I'm also going to invite up um, Andrew and Holly Miller. Holly is on the lead team or in the lead team, but not on it. Our plan is that in time she'll come fully on but she's at the moment comes into all our meetings, involved with us, and she's our operations pastor. And together, they form the lead team. Now, you guys, do you want to come forward now? I want to say this to you as a church, as they are coming forward. Where are they all? Someone, there we go. I want to say this to you as a church. You know our style, Angie and I, and it must never be with these guys as well. I've never sought to be heavy-handed in our leadership, to not lord it over. The Bible tells us not to do that. But I don't want us to so flatten everything that we forget that we carry authority. And this is what the Bible says to us. I want to say it to you. Have confidence. This is Hebrews 13, 7. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. These guys are the spiritual oversight to the church and they will have another account to give before God that others of you don't. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. I don't know what that means, that last bit. I don't know what God's going to do if, if, if you don't do that. 
that's over to God, but it's no benefit to you. The benefit is to submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Make their work a joy. I'd like to say to you, I haven't been a pastor for now for 173 years, that it's always been a joy. It hasn't. And the times it hasn't been a joy is when that stuff goes, as it says in the Greek, pooey. When relationships fall apart, that's when it gets hardest. So I implore you to do that. So where's Rob Allen? There's Rob Allen. Where's the microphone? I'm going to ask Rob, who's our business pastor, to pray first for Angie and I. Anoint us with oil, Rob. We need that. You've got it. Seamless. And then we're going to turn around and pray for the lead team. With you, if you're comfortable, reaching out hands as well to bless them in a minute. But first, the wife of my youth. And Just I. in case the smearing word appealed. Come on, church, let's stand. Reach out a hand, Stephen and G, please. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this couple. Thank you for the fact that they've been here for the long haul. Thank you for their commitment to this church and to reaching this, reaching this city and beyond. Father, thank you for their, for their generosity, their generosity with their gifts and their talents, with their connections, with their leadership, with their resources, with their treasure and their talents, Father. And I just ask that you would pour out again on them now pour out your spirit Father God more of you more of you Lord let's see multiplication in Stephen and Angie's capacity multiplication in their leadership multiplication in their reach and their influence Father because it's all about you Lord that you would be honoured and glorified through everything that Stephen and Angie do more Lord pour out your spirit now Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. More of you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More of you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can ask Jeff now if he's going to prophesy. You can, what Jeff wants, whether to sit or stand, prophesy and then pray for us as a lead team. guys um, can you move that way a little bit so I can just see you all what a great leadership the leadership that take us forward but I think what's really important is you realise that, that there's a sense that this is just the bones to it and there's going to be a real modification of yourselves you're going to go on to do other things greater things and you're, you're going to change some of your, your roles that you're in at the moment but that's good as well um, I just really felt for these guys that there's a real sense of a, a pioneering spirit on you um, now pioneers they go on an, on an adventure and I really feel that you're going to be on a real adventure in this year, 2020 and years to come but I also believe that it's going to be really quite faith-stretching for you guys. 
And that is something you're going to have to inspire other people to do as well. And I think for you, John and Hannah, together, and this is really important for you guys to realise this, you're, you're here because God has called you together. And I see lots of couples here on the stage, and what's really important is you're both in it together, yeah? But for you and John, this year is going to be a real faith-stretching year for you too. But just remember, although you might be going into a battle and there might be some sort of spiritual warfare, you're on the victorious side. So please, can you go into this year with a real sense that you're going to win? You're going to be victorious. You're going to see at the end of this year, God, you come through here. You come through in so many areas here, and I'm so grateful for you. So go into this year with a sense you're on the winning team. Side. <laughs> I think you need to all boldly take new ground as well. That's part of what a pioneer does. I think there's some new ground, which is fairly obvious. The church built at Bury St Edmunds. But I think there's some new areas that we're going to touch this year for the first time. Um, and some areas that we've only just kind of started. Um, I really believe social action is going to be a real area of growth, a real area of multiplication. I also see us as going really much deeper in things of the Holy Spirit. Things of the Spirit are going to be really important that we really get hold of this year. Prayer and fasting is real key and we'll be going into this in much more detail or do more of it, I guess this year I feel like spiritual warfare is going to be a real key thing for us this year as well um, I think healing is going to be a big thing and can I just say for you guys I really believe that today is a time where you can get prayed for for healing and I'll tell you something if you've not got faith to see yourself get healed from something today bring a friend along that can help you really believe God for that alright because I really believe that God's got a special anointing of healing on this service I think also in worship worship is a key thing that we're going to be doing more of it's really going to multiply and grow as well as social action and, heal, and, and the whole realm of healing um, I think last year we saw a real sense of um, supernatural growth in this church we grew as a church supernaturally, I believe, in numbers. But I also think, and I really want to make it quite clear, that I really believe that we grew as a church in our giving, in our time, talents and treasure. You know, Steve came up and he broke some really crummy records to symbolise how we have achieved such, so much. And I believe this year we're going to multiply that and we're going to see more of that. But I think this year, I really feel that God is just feathering that gas pedal a little bit. There's going to be a real sense of multiplication. Um, I think multiplication speaks of numbers and more people. I really believe God is going to continually add to us in a finite, real dynamic way. That's a good way of putting it. But also I think we're going to be going deeper in things of the Spirit, which I've already spoke about. 
But as leaders, I really believe that what's really important for you guys is there needs to be a real expectation and faith. And in all areas which you touch and do, you've got to be looking and thinking, right, this group, how's it going to multiply? Who are the leaders here? How can I really inspire faith and build faith to say, actually, you're going to grow this year. You're going to multiply this year. And where are the leaders there? And some of the things that you're going to start this year, you're going to have to give away because it's going to be too much for you guys. So just to conclude, really, I just really want you as a leadership team to really be guys of real faith because you're going to need it this year, but also an expectation of, of real growth and multiplication. And we're going to grow in numbers this year, but also in depth and spiritual things and healing, worship, um, spiritual warfare and prayer. And they're going to be real key areas for us for this year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.